Welcome to the Radio Bold News Pod. I'm Mike Sikel with timely conversations for Sullivan and the Catskills and beyond. Today on the Radio Bold News Pod, we are talking children's dental health and just coming off of the month of February, which was officially National Children's Dental Health Month. Uh, Speaking of healthy teeth and the power of smiling. And with me, I have a a number of guests, including uh, the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Cecilia Scara a dentist and also the executive director of Prasad. We have the Dr. Richards here today, Dr. Richard Herman, a doctor of dental surgery and a Prasad dentist. We also have Dr. Richard Gillette, who is a medical doctor. He's a psychiatrist and uh, and an author. And we'd like to, to speak with Dr. Gillette specifically about some of the uh, issues uh, and some of the, the psychological effects of smiling and why dental care is so important, especially for younger people. Mm. Also joining us, Diane Campbell. And now if you're uh, (laughs) someone who uh, over the years uh, remembers Diane for her her community service and working with Sullivan County, she's the former Sullivan County Public Health Director. It's it's good to see Diane. It's good to see everybody in studio and online today. So Dr. Escara, I will, as Executive Director of Prasad, I will start the questioning with you. And uh, quite simply, talk to me about uh, Prasad's dental services, what Prasad does here in the community. Well, thank you, Mike. And this year is very special because we are celebrating the 25th anniversary of Prasad Children's Dental Health Program. It's a tremendous milestone. It's a tremendous milestone because you can think how many children benefited from Prasad work. Uh, we have been really providing services at all the, most of the schools in Sullivan County, and we help children to have good oral health and also a beautiful mm-hmm. smile. So that's why we are here today, not just only to explore about you know dental prevention, but why it's so important to smile. And we hope that right. at the end of this recording, all of you will be smiling more. That's a that's a wonderful thought. And, you know, speaking about the 25th anniversary, I have to interject here because Diane Campbell, who at the time was our Sullivan County Public Health Director, was quite instrumental in bringing this program on, on board, Diane. And it was, uh, it was quite a feat, a very important addition to the, the medical community here at the time. Absolutely. And, yeah. Absolutely. So tell me how that, a little bit about how that all came about. Well, like you say, I you know I was the public health director, and um, oral health with kids, the ability, the, the linkage of good health with phys- oral health with physical health, which very few people weren't doing. You weren't really getting good input, and and we were seeing a lot of kids because I had the WIC program, immunizations, a lot of bottle mouth, a lot. Anyway, I had this character called Molly Moeller. Right. Yes, I, <laughs> right. Everybody remembers Molly. That's Mueller. right. That's right. right. This is pre-Prasad, but, but so Molly Muller. So we went in public health did under the schools with prevention education in the month of February with Molly Muller. And then when Prasad came and said, "What do you think is really the need that would make the most difference?" I said, "Dental health for children." And unbelievable. Unbelievable! Twenty-five years. Yes, great yeah. of yeah, service, really of and, uh, service that no one else was giving. Exactly, and Diane, thank you for your inspiration to recommend yeah. uh, dental health, because uh, in the U.S., children miss nearly two million days 
in a single year. Missed days. Two million yep. days because of dental health programs. Wow. So that's why wow. it's so important that today we uh, are talking about this. Right, and I did, I just, I, I, I heard my last sentence was saying that, you know, Prasad's giving services that no one else was giving. So, but for the dental community, <laughs> it was very difficult because of the reimbursement level, of the many hours it takes to settle a child, not hours, but, you know, long time to, and special skills to settle a child down. And, you know, so it you does. Know, it, Prasad it, it, was really needed. I mean, it, it was is. when Prasad came to being, I was just, oh, my goodness, how lucky are we as a, so, as a rural community in New York to have this service. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. So let's let's start off on a positive note. I want to, I want to talk yes. about the, the power of smiling because oh. that's something you speak about a lot. And uh, and Dr. Richard Gillette, again, who is a medical doctor and psychiatrist, you know, I, I, I think you see this as uh, as being a very important aspect of someone's both physical health and, and mental health. Talk to me about the power of smiling. Yeah, well, I'm going to start um, by talking about how smiling not only affects yourself, but affects other people. So, for example... If you smile, even if you are not actually feeling very much, the very act of smiling tends to create a uh, a system of a cascade, if you like, in the neurons of your brain so that the the action of smiling actually creates the feeling of happiness. So there's a connection there that can go either way. If you're happy, you smile. But also if you smile, you're happy. So smiling is very productive for yourself in terms of of happiness. Um, But the other aspect of that is that when we see someone else smile, even if we're hardly aware of seeing it, we tend to mimic that smile. And this has been discovered by taking electromyographic recordings of the muscles around someone's mouth. That's that's sticking little needles, very tiny ones, in, into the into the muscles around someone's mouth, and then if someone walks in with a smile, automatically the other person's mouth begins to smile, even if they don't physically show a smile. The smiling muscles are activated. Yeah. yeah. So it's very very contagious. And so there've been another, another some other fascinating experiments on this. Um, actors were videoed either smiling or scowling while an MRI machine was recording their brain activity. And later, a a group of subjects were asked to view these videos of people smiling or scowling, while they too had their brain activity recorded on an MRI machine. And the results, it's not going to surprise you, uh, with the fMRI machine picked up the same patterns of brain activity in the neurons of the observers as the neurons of the actors. So, and this is known um, in um, the field as mirror neurons. Mm -hmm. So basically you see something in somebody and it's mirrored in your own brain. So uh, this explains the incredible contagiousness of, uh, of smiling. And the reason why it's so important. So on the one hand, yeah, it's great. You're smiling and you feel happy yourself, but also because you're smiling, other people feel happier, 
and they then feed back that happiness to you. So therefore, um, let's say you walk into a room and you are looking pretty miserable, people will tend to avoid you. Either they'll avoid you by physically moving away from you, or more likely, if they're relatively polite people, they'll just ignore you mentally and emotionally. However, if you are in that same room, the same people, and you've got a smile on your face, then you're going to get a, a positive reaction from other people. That's going to increase your confidence. And that's going to increase your feeling of well-being. It's going to increase your connection with those other people. So everything, everybody wins. Yeah. So smiling is it's incredibly important. And what happens when people have a very poor teeth is they, they feel they can't smile because they don't want to show their teeth. And therefore, all this thing that I've been talking about cannot happen. And they don't get the positive reinforcement. They lose confidence and so on. So being able to smile because your teeth are fixed by Prasad or by whatever, whoever does it uh, is a fantastic boost to, to confidence, to good feeling, and to happiness. So, I mean, on, on a non-scientific basis, I guess one thing that, and I think we all kind of feel this, is that smiling uh, is, is, a, is contagious. You know, it can, it can be contagious. And it's also, yes. it also comes down to almost like a basic human emotion. Um, and, you know, uh, people, people are not threatened by people who smile back at you. They, they feel more comfortable. And like you said, doctor, they might... They might approach you, feel comfortable about interacting with you and all. And uh, Exactly. And I don't know if you want to speak to this or, or perhaps uh, Dr. Dr. Herman can, can talk a little bit about the importance of, of preventing oral diseases, but I, I want to get also on the topic of how this really affects young people mm -hmm. because, of course, that's the target for Prasad, working yeah. within the children, working within the, the community and the school districts. And uh, Dr. Scarry, you were telling me prior to the, our program here that, uh, you know, children are very much affected by, by the condition of their, their smile, their teeth, uh, to the yes. point that this is even an issue with, with some of the bullying issues that we hear about, some of those things. Who would like to speak to that? Well, I could introduce and then Dr. Herman. I, I, yes. I can mention just, this yes. is Richard Gillette. Yeah. I can just mention the the psychological aspect, which is that um, if someone can't smile or feels they can't smile because they don't like their teeth or their, their teeth are in disarray of some kind, mm -hmm. um, it, it, especially young people, because it, it, it's not only that they are affected in the moment, but it sets a pattern of non-smilingness, which, which could affect them their whole lives. So it's really important to... Uh, to deal this, deal with this when when the kids are when they're young, so they don't set into these patterns of uh, I'm just going to call it non-smiling. Yes, uh, well, thank you for saying that because it gives also a, a long view to the work that we are doing at the dental clinic. Right, it's not just today's healthy teeth; is we are setting a child into a better future. Right by having good teeth, yes. having good oral health, and I read that children smile four hundred times a day. So, because yep. usually they are happier, they should be happy, and when they cannot smile, well, we could see the consequences. Right, that you just just explained. 
And yeah. I'd like to ask uh, Dr. Herman, so we know the importance of the smiles. And so thank you for all your work helping us to take care of these children's smiles. So what can you share with us about, you know, dental prevention, uh, how we can keep improving the oral health of children? I think most caregivers are, caregivers are certainly aware of preventive medicine. They take their children to the pediatrician regularly. They make sure they get their uh, mandated injections. Um, they're aware of total body health. However, preventive dentistry is a term that many caregivers in Sullivan County are not completely aware of. And here in our county where social determinants of health are so important, um, it's of most importance to teach prevention. A lot of parents assume right. that baby teeth don't really matter because they're going to come out anyway. Exactly. But, but they can hurt. And losing them prematurely certainly affects the way the rest of the mouth develops. So the first thing I really think we should talk about is something we do often, but not often enough because we work mostly in schools, is the one-year dental visit. The American Academy of Pediatrics and the American Academy of, of Pediatric Dentists recommend that a child visit a dentist when their first tooth comes out or no later than one year of age. And that may seem kind of strange. And we do see a lot of brothers and sisters of this age because we urge it. And the reason is, is kind of important. When that child comes in with a caregiver, um, we sort of sit knee to knee. So the mother or the caregiver or the father uh, and I can both look in the mouth at the same time. And we can point out what the parent is doing right, what the parent is doing wrong, what early decay looks at, looks like. And we can actually get in there and do something about it. But perhaps the most important part of this is the discussion that we have. So we talk about nutrition. We talk about the proper way to clean their child's teeth. We talk about the use of a pacifier. We talk about the use and non-use of a sippy cup and what can go in it. Um, so this kind of education is probably the most important thing we can do in prevention. Most often, however, we see children from kindergarten are not, and their preventive dentistry is something different. They come into us perhaps afraid of going to the dentist because they've never been. Mm -hmm. So the first thing we have to do is reassure them. Our aim ultimately is to keep the child's mouth free of plaque, to keep the child's mouth free of decay, gum disease, and to try to get to these teeth and fix them before they become major problems. So this is what Prasad does. Unfortunately, far too often we see children when they come into us with mouths that are what we call blowouts. They're blown out because of baby bottle syndrome. A child that was given a bottle uh, for far too long without the mouth being clean. So they come into the dentist and have 20 teeth and 18 cavities. And this becomes a situation where the children usually have to go to a specialist, frequently have to be hospitalized, uh, and it's something that can be entirely prevented by prevention. So that's what we try to do. See children as an early an age as possible. See children in the school and turn stuff off before it gets turned on. 
So countywide, maybe Diane Campbell, you can speak to this a little bit as talk about access to dental services in Sullivan County um, in in general, because, you know, we hear about all the health rankings and, and we know that Sullivan County is definitely um, what is the what is the situation in, in your experience with uh, access to dental care? Well, one of the um, things is that it's a thousand square mile rural county and not mm-hmm. everybody has a car and it's like really minimally effective public transportation system, especially if you don't live in Thompson, Liberty or Fallsburg, right? Office of Aging does offer some and but it's a whole the accessibility physical accessibility is one level. Then you talk about financial accessibility on the other level. Mm-hmm. But for me, the thing that was really always a challenge was the parents' own fear. And that's, you know, if parents have had a negative experience, they don't bring their kids until you're getting them at this last minute, like the doctor mm-hmm. was saying, mm-hmm. right? Because now you have to do something. It's that bad. But there's a lot of places to step in before you get there. That's an excellent yeah. uh, comment, also related to what Dr. Herman said. For us, it's very important that the child has a positive experience the first visit. Yes. And as Diane said, the child doesn't have any fear, mm-hmm. but the parents, you know, transmit. And really, the, the most important part, from what I gather, is you know, the earlier the better. The earlier uh, the better. For preventative know? reasons and also for the experience, to make the child comfortable. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. And give us an idea, also, Doctor Scare, if you would, on uh, how Prasad operates. Uh, you know, we talk about the need for preventative care, uh, how you cover the school districts, what it is, like how the operation works. Well, it's a great question. So we provide dental health educations at the schools. We have a person who go and teaches to all the students, and also we distribute uh, toothbrushes after the classes. In terms of the mobile dental clinic, we have a school who are enrolled with our program and the New York State Department of Health. So the first step is to send consent forms via the school nurses usually. Mm-hmm. And then the parents who want to apply, they send the forms back. Our staff look at the forms, contact the parents. We make the appointments. We inform the school when we are coming. So we go from 9 to 4. We stay at each school and the children are coming, you know, with our receptionist from the nurse's office. And now, do you do you rotate among the school districts? There's an ongoing <laughs> schedule. Is that the way it works? We we rotate among the school districts who need it the most because depends how many students apply for us. And then at the end of the day, the child also goes home with a paperwork saying what was done and what he needs to do the next for the next visit. Right, so right. we also are open at our main office during the school holidays, so we could continue the treatment all year around. In this way, it's very convenient for parents who don't have transportation or they cannot right. take time off from work that we are at the schools. That's what we are called a school-based health program right. because we are right. where children are, are the schools, and that's the best place to provide dental care. Now, in the case of perhaps a, a student coming in that might have additional needs, uh, you know, a more serious issue or something, uh, you make appointments or they, they, you see them at your, at your main office or, or you can actually um, recommend a specialist? 
Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe Dr. Herman, will you like I'll to? Just, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, you know, yes, please. Um, on a bus, we can only provide certain basic services. For example, I can't have nitrous oxide in a bus, which is a tremendous, because it's a fire hazard, an explosion hazard. Mm -hmm. And it's a wonderful modality to treat a child uh, who's scared and who has multiple carious lesions. So children like this, we have to refer out. And herein lies the biggest problem, if I can go away from Prasad for a second, and that is the lack of providers in Sullivan County. And that's probably, not probably, it's definitely due to uh, the Medicaid system and the paucity of providers that can afford or will work for Medicaid fees. So there are not, oh, probably not more than 10 or 15 Medicaid providers in all of Sullivan County that can service these children. So when we send children out, it's reluctantly, if we can't possibly do it, because they simply will have to wait far too long for treatment from a, from a willing provider. And that treatment may not involve modalities that I particularly like, but modalities that are necessary to restore the child to health. Yeah, that's, that's why you and the dental team always try your best because after we refer the child, we don't know if there are providers or the parent can take them. Mm -hmm. So to ensure our best, to make sure at the end of the day, this child receives the care that he or she right. needs. No? Is, is accessibility an, an issue? I mean, finding the right doctors, especially with some of these programs such as Medicaid. and It is. And, it is. And it's, 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 how about the child health program? Does that cover dental needs? or The, the, the insurance cover them. The issue is with providers who do not accept this insurance because of the low pay. And that's why, Prasad, we build insurance, but that's why we need generous donors. We need donations yes. to maintain the program. Otherwise, we would not be here celebrating 25 years. Absolutely. No, and I, and I, I, I wanted to, to if I could interrupt, yes, If yes. I could interrupt, if, if, if Prasad had the money, Prasad yes. could work eight days a week to meet the needs. So if we had the buses, we had the finances to do it, despite Dr. Scarra's best efforts of obtaining grants and given Medicaid payback, it's impossible to address the need that is really out there. So there it is the paradox. Yeah. And, and since we were going to talk about the 25th anniversary, and I, I, I was actually waiting to, to bring this up, but I, I did want you to, Dr. Scarra, break down uh, – the funding sources and and how exactly Prasad does its work. The the funding sources I would say around fifty to sixty fifty percent probably from insurance, mm -hmm. the rest from grants and and generous donors who support us. Uh, you can tell because yeah. every time we open the dental clinic, we have a deficit. If we will count only in insurance reimbursements, it's really very low pay. But that's why we are here today, right? We are here to do what others are not, not doing. And, and, and we feel proud of the work, you know, that we provide to the children of Sullivan County. Sure. Despite sure. the challenges. Do you have any numbers on how many, yes. how many children you actually well, serve over the course well, of like a year? It's, it, it has to be quite a number. Well, with the education and the dental yes. dental care, uh, since the beginning of the program, Prasad provides 
provided almost 92,000 toothbrushes, means education wow. 92,000 children. Wow. And every year we receive uh, approximately uh, 1,000 dental visits, and we provide around 2,500, you know, dental treatments to children. So, And then with the dental education, it's around 3,500, 4,000 students who receive toothbrushes and education for us, you know. Now, outside of the school districts, can people uh, contact you directly, contact Prasad directly for appointments, yeah, uh, they, for, they could, for dental they, care? They you know? could contact us by calling 845-434-0376. That's our main office in mm-hmm. Liberty, and they could make an appointment to come after, you know, the, the school's uh, appointments or, or when we are open during the holidays. And are you available online? There are we to do, but we prefer that people call in this call way. The they, they get, um, you know, all the support from the staff about insurance, about appointments. It's, right. it's better. Right. We right. still like to talk to people. <laughs> no, no, and and that's something uh, really important, especially these days. Is communication. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We we have a. Point. I should tell everybody before we before we wrap up here. We we have to. Uh, we have to do a little poetry. To recap what we've been talking, um, yes. we started, you know, with the 25th anniversary, all this year providing services, and we learn more about the power of smiling, and we learn about the long-lasting positive effect of providing dental care and how we can provide dental care to children. So I'd like to ask Dr. Gillette, do you have any other comments to inspire even more us to smile more. <laughs> bigger. <laughs> well, I was really uh, taken by what Dr. Rich Herman was saying about how when, this is, this is the negative side, if you like, but it's, but it's also very powerful, which is that when things are not done early, it creates such a difficult problem for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and both psychologically and, and physically and dentally too. And um, so it's, it's such a good idea to, uh, to deal with this early. And once again, I want to emphasize that when a kid learns to smile, not only do they feel happier, but they are actually creating a self-fulfilling prophecy about life. Because if they, if they are walking around without a smile, they will get a no smiles from life back at them. Whereas if they're walking around with a smile, they'll get not just smiles back, but people will want to uh, respond to them, will be warm to them, and they'll have a different feeling about life because they're smiling. I mean, it is yeah. that's that powerful. It is. It is. Again, it's, we are it, all it's smiling just, right, listening. It, it, it really is such a <laughs> such a basic human function, and it's so yeah, important. Yeah. It's so important for for interaction, and uh, and and Dr. Gillette, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that you are an author. I was told in, in your little bio here that you're an author. Um, tell us a little bit about your your book. Uh, my my book, yes, it, uh, it's called "It's a Freaking Mess," and <laughs> subtitle: <laughs> How to Thrive in Divisive Times. Uh huh. And it's 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 all about how to give up the, this us and them kind of um, function that, that we tend to get into politically and socially and how to, how to transcend that and recognize the, the goodness of heart at base in most people and 
uh, and how that when we give up the us and them, we feel so much happier. And of course, we smile and, more. And giving that smile, exactly, nice. exactly. <laughs> I see we've gone full circle. Well, Dr. Scarab, <laughs> please, again, talk to me a little bit about uh, how people can, can contact Prasad. And do you have any specific events, or how are you celebrating this 25th anniversary, this milestone? The milestone. So we are still in the planning of the celebration. We think we'll be in this the This is in, in April, fall. correct? In it's a- in, in April is the day, but we call it an year celebration yearly celebration year so we celebration. celebrate all year why That's not right 25 oh, sure. deserves one <laughs> it's a it's a big one it so, definitely is. yeah so we are planning something for by the end of the year around the fall september or, or october and mm-hmm. uh, also continues you know doing these podcasts and posting on social media and the best way to celebrate is to continue doing what we are doing every day right so we bring Absolutely. the child you know home with the biggest smile that's the great, the greatest celebration yes. that we we can do. And and as as early as possible, preventative care is so 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 important. Yes, uh, thank you for re- yeah. repeating that. What Doctor Herman said, you know, yeah. bring the child to the dentist as early as possible. Absolutely, Diane Campbell, would you yes. like to read a little poem for us? This, this is a, a this is smile, a poem by Spike Milligan. Yeah, where where does this come from? Um, uh, I don't know. I've used it for like 20 years. I don't know if he was a baseball player. I didn't really research it. But, uh, <laughs> no, Spike, Spike Milligan was was a, a British comedian. Oh, there you go. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. I was going to start Googling. You know, okay. Oh, that's perfect. Okay, well, this, all right, well, let me read you. This is uh, his poem, right? Sure. Smiling is infectious. You catch it like the flu. When someone smiled at me today, I started smiling too. I passed around the corner and someone saw my grin. And when he smiled, I realized I'd passed it on to him. I thought about that smile. Then I realized its worth. A single smile, just like mine, could travel around the earth. Well put. Thank you. Very nice. Well put. Uh, thank you, Diane Campbell. Thank you yeah. to Spike Milligan. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was great. Uh, and and, and it, then it, another... it is, you know, and smiling is just so contagious. It really is. We are right. all, all is. smiling today. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And at one point we had a uh, a bike relay that went on, and one of the, the things that we said that we formed was, got a smile, pass it on. Yeah. That's good. Excellent. Very true. Very true. Well, uh, so I think I that's think a good way to conclude, it, it's right? A, it's a wonderful way to, to wrap up in here. In a positive way. Smiling. We're all smiling. We're all smiling, and sharing the smiles. We'd like to thank all our guests, of course, Dr. Richard Herman, who is a Prasad dentist, uh, Dr. Richard Gillette, a medical doctor, psychiatrist, and author, uh, who's, who's added so much of the conversation of explaining the power of smiling, as well as Diane Campbell, our former Sullivan County Public Health Director. It's wonderful to see you. I haven't seen Diane in years. Thank it you was so just happy. much. It was Thank just, it was just hey, very nice, nice to, to see you. it's nice to be remembered at this and, and, of course, Dr. Cecilia Espera, who is uh, also a, a dentist and uh, the Executive Director of Prasad. Yes. And Prasad is a terrific organization. It's wonderful that uh, you've hit this 25-year milestone. Incredible. Uh, just a wonderful yeah. anniversary. And it, it's something that's very, very important in the community. So 
uh, to everyone. Really appreciate having this conversation. Thank you so much for being part of the Radio Bold News Pod. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Radio Bold News Pod. This is Mike Sakel. I'll be back soon with more conversations that you can find on Anchor, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And always at RadioBold.com.